what do you do when hard issues like abortion come up in the classroom? Well, when I was 13, that's exactly what happened to me. I was in the classroom and I even journaled about a conversation between me and one of my teachers and one of my fellow students regarding abortion. So if you don't want to have that conversation with your young person, maybe skip this episode. Today is June 4th of Katie's 7th grade prayer journal coming to you live every day to inspire you to pray to God about everything and you can pray anywhere. You get this book, you can take it on a road trip, write your journal entries right after each page. So without further ado, let's read on June 4th. Here we go. Dear God, even though you know, I went to school today. I wore my new dressy jumpsuit that I got on Saturday. I got lots of compliments. In first period, I know the punctuation right here isn't right. Sometimes in my journal, I just don't care about punctuation. Okay. So in first period, I got my math homework done. Emily Brosman isn't back from her hernia operation. Everyone in advisory has been a lot nicer. Advisory was a short class period at the beginning of each day where attendance was taken, announcements were made, and we would talk kind of like homeroom as it's called in lots of schools. In second period, Jane and I talked a little. We had to write down vocabulary words for a test tomorrow. Mr. Burnett said, Mr. Mick, would be back tomorrow, but I kind of hope he's not. He's been very cold all trimester. I can't believe that we get out of school in just 19 days, just 14 days of school left. Third period was fun. We played softball again. I have a softball game after school tomorrow too. Fourth period was interesting. We got into a conversation about abortion. I told the kid who was arguing with me to be quiet because he's not going to change my mind. And Mr. Mr. Wickerwack said, well, you're not going to change his mind, so you be quiet. He's a major jerk. Oh, well, I think he's for abortion. And maybe that's why he said that. In fifth period, nothing happened. Lacey's been ignoring me lately. I got to share a little more with her about you, God. I don't think she's really thought about it. God? Please help her make a decision for you, even though it's going to be a long, slow road. Also, you've brought me this far, God. Please don't let me go astray. Give me the will to stand for you. At lunch, Lacey sat somewhere else. Later, as I was leaving the cafeteria, I was standing outside talking to her and some big troublemakers. Maria Gonzalez and Sarah Garcia used to be nice. Maria and Sarah were making fun of something and pointed at me. So I pointed at Maria's face and started laughing. Ha ha. Jane Reagan almost spit out her drink. She was laughing so hard. It was probably wrong, but I had to do it. I walked out of the cafeteria laughing. Later on, I was starting to talk to Stephen Henderson, and I think Maria and Sarah were saying something about me stealing him from Jamie Williams. So I walked up to her and said sarcastically, Oh, yes, I'm so in love with Stephen and trying my hardest to steal him from Jamie. And then I walked away. Maria came up to me again and said, what were you talking about? I don't remember what I said. I do remember walking away with Jane, though. Sixth period was boring. I turned in my homework. Seventh period was fun. I kind of flirted with Scott Newsom. Not purposefully, though. I just had a long conversation with him about nothing. Jared Mick at church said he wants to meet Jane. He, I told him that my whole school knows about him. It's basically true. 
He asked about Mr. Wickerwack, and I told him, Jared's pro-life, too. I really love that about him. I love John Weston, too, but in a different way. He's gorgeous. I hope he's a Christian. I called him and left a message with his mom. I'd like to meet her. She sounds cool. Mom said that a guy called, and she didn't know who it was. He didn't want to leave a message. It was probably John Weston or maybe Stephen Henderson. Lord, thank you for every little thing you do without me knowing. Thank you, and I love you. This song is for you. Amen. And I started singing a song I made up for the Lord. So see, you really can pray about anything. Anything at all. And one of the things that God taught me um, in this book, in rereading this book, is something I want you to hold in your heart. And that is that no matter what's happening, God can soften your heart. You know, I was not exactly sweet and kind to Maria and Sarah. I was assuming the worst about them and things they were saying about me. I don't know if they really said those things or not. My heart went to saying the worst thing about them and thinking the worst thing about them. It's never a good place to be. But here's the thing. God does soften hearts. In Ezekiel, let me get the citation right here. In Ezekiel 36, 26, it says this. I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. So as you are honest before the Lord with your heart, know this. If you ask him to, he will give you a new heart. If you ask him to, he will put a new spirit in you. If you ask him to, he will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. I can't wait to join you again tomorrow. Let me know what you're journaling. Don't forget to get the book, Katie's Seventh Grade Prayer Journal, and register for the conference coming up in October. Bring your mom, bring your girlfriends. I'll be there along with uh, teen coach Jamie Kirshner. She's going to be there too. And some other speakers are going to be there as well. You can register for that at Uncommon Teen Live uncommonteenlive.com. I can't wait to see you there. Bring your friends, tell your youth group leaders. We want to see you. It's going to be a blast. See you then. Bye-bye.